0: Hi and welcome to this episode of the Kinsuvi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. In this episode I want to talk about um, some truths I believe I've learned about relationships going through life, things that I was reminded of in a recent exchange with my oldest daughter. It's entitled Six Truths I Wish I'd Known About Relationships as a 21-year-old, and the subtext is really that we shouldn't want too much too young. Yesterday, I woke to a text message from my daughter. I'd been expecting it all weekend. It simply said, he dumped me. I can't pretend I was surprised or sorry that this episode in her life was over. I never actually met the guy but I didn't like what I'd heard about him or about how he treated my daughter. His weed smoking alone was a red flag even if he does live in the Netherlands where it's legal and where my daughter's studying at university. It's probably no surprise I was disapproving as a dutiful and somewhat overprotective father, I've yet to meet any of her boyfriends and feel more than begrudgingly tolerant of them. It will be a special individual who wins me over. I was saddened by a text and tried to be supportive and non-judgmental when we spoke. With the passing of a little time, I know she'll be fine, and she's certainly better off without him. In time, she'll meet someone else, and I no doubt will be as dismissive and as judgmental of them as I was of the last one. The Wisdom of the Ages It struck me as we spoke that I'd used many of my words of comfort and supposed wisdom before in similar conversations. Often in life we have to go through the same difficulties and hear the same advice a few times before the lessons sink in. More commonly we learn by our mistakes, our mistakes alone, and no amount of prompting or suggestion will make a difference. It's tough for us parents to get our kids to absorb the lessons we want to impart when they're young children and then as teenagers, and when they're fully-fledged legal adults. Our intentions come from a good place, to help our kids avoid the same mistakes as we've made, and yet, somehow, the wisdom seems to get lost in the teaching. In my youth, I resisted many lessons and kindly words of wisdom offered to me by my parents. I often did the exact opposite of what they advised, and then lived to regret it. While I doubt that my kids are any different than I was, continue to share the lessons I've learned about life and hope that some of them might stick. As awkward and as unlikely as it might be for a father to offer his daughter advice about dating and relationships, I do feel I have some valuable truths to offer. I divorced from her mother when my daughter was seven and so she's grown up to witness my efforts to find another relationship. At least she knows that I've had my share of struggles and I'm not preaching based on an out-of-touch perspective. Here are some of the more potent lessons that I've learned so far. Number one, self-reliance comes first. It's incredibly easy to fall into a relationship out of a need or a desire to be with someone rather than because we're truly ready for it. We humans are sociable creatures and it's natural to want to be partnered up with someone as we go through life, but many seem to be afraid of being alone. We all need to be needed and want to be wanted. The optimal state of readiness for entering into a relationship is to feel completely contented and whole in yourself. When all aspects of your life are in hand and you're confident and happy on your own, that's the time to seek a relationship. A relationship that's entered into for an emotional crutch or a band-aid to make up for some other inadequacy in your life is doomed to fail. It may feel good to begin with as it provides temporary relief, but seldom does that last. The optimal conditions for a healthy and stable relationship exist when two people are complete and content in themselves as individuals. We each have a responsibility to be fully self-reliant and whole in ourselves before getting involved in other people's lives. Number two, keep your own life in order. Since she moved overseas to study, I'm proud that my daughter has found a way of making life work for herself. She does best when she's focused on meeting her own needs from life and when she prioritises the right things. When she wakes early, works out, eats healthily, stays on top of her life admin, spends lots of time with her friends and gets plenty of sleep. It's noticeable that many of these things fall by the wayside when she starts a new relationship. Relaxing our personal standards can be a slippery slope to abandoning other things that are important to us too. We stop communicating with our families as much We don't visit with friends as often. We're less careful with our money and we slacken off our efforts at school or at work. I've been there myself. In the flush of a new romance, it's easy to compromise on the things that used to matter, to focus all your time and energy towards that new person. Inevitably, that brings problems when we realise that normal life has to carry on too. It's our responsibility to ourselves to ensure that in a new relationship, we continue to focus on living our best lives as individuals just as we did when we were single. To relax personal standards or lose sight of the things we used to prioritise will undermine and weaken the relationship. It will also make us unhappy in ourselves if we don't keep our own lives together. Be wary of wanting too much too young. I was still only 23 when I met and married my daughter's mother. Our relationship was formed on the basis of the pregnancy, and while we were together for a few years and had another daughter together, that relationship didn't last. I wouldn't have done things differently if I could have my time over. You have to say that as a parent after all. I love that I'm still a relatively sprightly 45 years of age now that my daughter's 21. We enjoy many of the same hobbies and interests, and it's not impossible to find common ground in other aspects of life. But truth be told, we made life a good deal harder than it might have been when we chose to have kids so early in life and without any forward planning. It put enormous strain on my relationship with her mum when we'd only been together for a few months. It put me on the back foot financially from the very beginning of my career. I've always felt tremendous pressure to revise for my kids, and while I've done this willingly, it's undoubtedly prevented me from taking certain risks and opportunities in my life and in my career. I've been keen to encourage my daughter that her early 20s should be preserved for experimenting with career options, living in different places, and fundamentally being selfish, figuring out what she wants to do and where, before finding someone to settle down with. 4. Don't confuse attraction or lust with love. When I finally felt ready to date again after divorce, online dating was becoming the norm. It seemed appealing to me as I lacked time to devote to dating as a part-time single dad. I also had zero confidence or appetite to be hanging around bars and supermarkets trying to find the one. I remember the excitement that came with flirtation and online dating. It was a welcome boost to the ego when someone showed an interest in me. And there were many occasions when I ended up meeting and then dating someone who was obviously unsuitable as a long-term match, merely because it felt good to be wanted. I see my daughter making the same mistakes from time to time, settling for guys who undoubtedly have lots going for them, but who are plainly not right for her in one way or another, merely because they've shown her a little attention. I know I'm not objective, but she's smart, beautiful and engaging company. It's upsetting when she settles for guys who've treated her dismissively or cruelly having won her affection by dangling a little attention. We all need companionship and deserve to be appreciated and desired, but we must protect ourselves from hurt by not being too easily swayed by flattery or flirtation. It's down to us each to hold true to our standards, to hold out for the traits that a match should have and the character they should demonstrate. Don't be swayed by lust or surface level attraction at the expense of protecting your own interests. Number five, don't rush to commit. I was the king of making long term plans within the first couple of months of a new relationship and then living to regret it. In the flashes of new romance, I'd buy us tickets to concerts and music festivals that were far off in the future, only to have broken up by the time the event came around. It meant having to miss the events or awkwardly going together as friends, which never worked well. In some cases I invited girlfriends on family holidays and booked flights for them only for the relationship to have fallen apart long before the vacation came around. I've seen my daughter exhibit the same trait. She's planned trips home to the UK with boyfriends only for things to fall apart before or during the visit. She's loyal and enthusiastic and I'd hate for her to lose her sense of optimism, but it belies a tendency to commit to things too early. It takes time to find the right person, and for a new relationship to demonstrate the potential for long-term survival. It took eight months after my first date with my second and final wife before we labelled ourselves a couple. It was a year after that before we were confident enough to meet each other's kids, because she'd been married before as well. There's no way to bypass the time it takes for a relationship to flourish, but that shouldn't be considered a negative. Take the time to meet different people and enjoy the process of finding the one. Be discerning, protect your interests, and don't settle. Don't make life more difficult by convincing yourself that each person you meet is your future life partner. Don't fill your calendar with mutual plans until you've both convinced yourselves it has long-term prospects. You've got time, number six. It all comes down to this. You've got way more time than you think you have You've got way more time than you think you have to achieve everything you want from life. That includes finding someone to settle down with. There are outliers to the theory. My best friend and his wife have been together since meeting in their early teens, but they remain as rock solid as any couple I know to this day, 20 years later. But their case is unusual. In general, few people find their life partner until long into so-called adulthood. If you dream of conventional married life, living in the suburbs with a kids and a the dog, then it's still easily attainable even if you don't settle down into your 30s or later. Many don't know what they want in a relationship until they've sampled failure. It takes them into their 30s, 40s or even later to figure out what kind of person they want to be with. And relationships aren't for everyone, which is fine too. Final thought. You're entitled to take the time you need to work out what you want and what you need from life in relationship terms, just as much as you are about your career and any other aspect of life. There's no fixed schedule and no pressure from anywhere other than yourself to make it happen at any particular pace. There is no need to rush. My advice to my daughter and anyone else is to focus first and foremost on being the best person you can be, for you and for you alone. When you're contented, self-reliant and self-sufficient, you'll be better placed to play a role in a healthy and mutually fulfilling relationship. And that's the best way to make a long-term relationship that serves you throughout your life. I hope you found that useful, and I hope you'll consider it if you're in the process of searching for a relationship, or even if you're happily in a relationship, you know, maybe you can affirm some of those ideas. And in the meantime, until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood from Kintsugi Life saying goodbye. You've been listening to the Kintsugi Life podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. You can email me on toby at tobyhazelwood.com. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to leave me a positive review if you feel unworthy of one. And I'd also love for you to share this with anyone else who you think might benefit from the content. Until next time, this is Toby Hazelwood saying goodbye.